0: And welcome to the latest edition of the citywire ratings radar show uh, joining me as ever frank Talbot, nisha long and angus foote and we're going to continue our series of looking at uh, the creme de la creme of fund managers and how they're doing in particular sectors and this week it's frank's turn and he's going to tell us about somebody in the infrastructure sector i won't spoil the name for you it's over to you frank
1: uh, yeah, um, hopefully I can pronounce his name when we get to that point. But yeah, I've been looking at listed infrastructure funds. It's a relatively large category, actually, by thematic standards with over 100 funds tracked globally. As I said, not massive, but you know, certainly big for, for thematics. And the reason I'm looking at it is it's that classic inflation protected asset. In modest inflationary environments, they can typically pass that on. Now, I'm not saying that we're in a modest inflationary environment today, but certainly they can pass some of those price rises over to the uh, consumers. Um, irrelatively defensive assets, great cash flow visibility. Uh, the manager I've chosen to look at is Noel O'Halloran. Halloran? Sorry, Noel. Uh, he runs Halloran. the... Oh Halloran. O'Halloran. Oh, Are oh, you know him to you? No, I'm
0: just familiar with the... familiar
1: familiar with your irish names great apologies so he runs the uh, kbi global sustainable infrastructure strategy it's a 700 million dollar fund i like it because it's that intersection between the inflation protection that i mentioned and the defensive qualities of infrastructure while also keeping one eye firmly on the transition towards net zero and the required infrastructure spend that's going to be associated with that they estimate kbi this is that there will be half of all global infrastructure spends in the next decade will be directed towards sustainable assets. And we're talking trillions and trillions of dollars. So it's a big and rapidly growing pie. Um, they're focused on infrastructure spends that are directed towards these sustainable markets. So that's water, clean energy, food and agriculture. Uh, this is where you know it really differentiates it itself from its peers, most of whom are focused on more traditional assets like toll roads and airports, along with fossil fuel energy supplies. Um, crucially, they they have very limited allocation to water; it's typically negligible in 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 sort of traditional infrastructure portfolios. Uh, the funds done phenomenally well since since the part of the start of the pandemic, um, but crucially unlock a lot of sort of ESG assets and clean energy stocks. It's continued to perform strongly since the middle of last year. Uh, You you probably put that down to the fact that, you know, these are most of which relatively boring companies. um, But I'm sure they'd be on the side of saying that boring is is beautiful here. It's also how tangible it is. You know, we we know we're going to have to drastically change our infrastructure in these areas to meet our net neutral targets globally. Um, Large, large chunks of the portfolio, you know, therefore aligned with the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, portfolio primarily invested in utilities as you'd expect around half the fund you've got household names like next era energy it's the largest supply of green energy in the world u.s company national grid viola eon then you've got a third in companies that, that own infrastructure assets and you get a yield from those the example would be you know, green coat renewables an irish company that owns wind farms and other renewable assets uh, then the remaining fifth is in companies that are act- actively spending on infrastructure projects like Andritz Group, which is an Australian company which uh, builds hydropower stations. It's uh, yeah, it's, an, it's a really interesting fund. I think, you know, now might not be the best jumping on point, but it's certainly the the, the kind of fund you want to have on your radar hasn't done Massively well this year it's down around 7% and that's less than global equities, but it's, uh, it's, it's more than the infrastructure index itself, which depending on which one you look at is either flat or down 5%. Um, but I think that's the, pace, the price you're going to pay for investing in higher growth utilities like they're focusing on. Um, but the, the drivers for me behind these, they're long term, they're compelling. It's, it's one of those invest in go away type of products uh, currently yields around 3%.
0: Not bad. I mean, it, you say they're safe, boring names, and the ones you read out are do sound safe and boring, which, in current circumstances, and we were recording this on the day when world markets have plunged as a result of Russia's invasion of, of Ukraine. Uh, but it is must be quite tempting in this department to get uh, sucked into the sort of new technology stuff, which has... Is not safe, not boring. I mean, had the, some of those stocks had ma- massive rises last year, followed by massive falls. Noel O'Halloran uh, avoids these, does he? Uh,
1: I think. I think in the main, you've, when you've got Nextera, that's a 144 billion company. Side by side, you've got some some Minos, 500 million market cap. So it's it's not all defensive, but I think you know aligning with that that yield target that they have around three and a half to four percent. It's uh it, it does keep it on the on a sort of you know, sure a surer footing, particularly when markets correct. And I think like the point you're talking about, energy security is going to become is obviously a massive topic, always has been, but even more so um today than, than it than it was necessarily a few years ago. And and changing your infrastructure in order to meet renewables, install installation of renewables, all of the targets we have, it is it is a very compelling investment.
0: And Presumably more widespread, more diversified than the water funds. Uh, I'll let, let's bring you in here, Nisha, because you've done quite a lot of work on the, on the water funds.
2: Um, yeah, um, I was just at one point I did want to make before going on to the water is um, the top ten of this fund as well it has two in the US, two stocks in the US, which is you know great. But I think. Um, Maybe missing a slight trick here because of the infra- infrastructure law that Biden put through um, end of last year. So it's a tri- two trillion dollar plan spend for infrastructure in the U.S. So this is trying to move away from relying on um, countries like China, for example. But um, for example, you know, bridges, addressing climate change. Um, you know, something like 20,000 miles of roads they're fixing up as well. So those companies, you know, which are going to benefit from all this spend, you know, I think this is a point where, you know, investors need to get into those kind of companies because there is this mad rush, you know, to do something um, in the US. But um, on the waterfront as well, we know that, for example, clean energy, you're looking at water as well. It hasn't done that well. Last year, it didn't do that well. But I think going forwards as well, it's a long-term play. And I think even with this, you know, this fund as well is very environmentally focused, you know, it's looking at climate changes and investing in those kind of technologies. So it should do well in the long term. So, you know, short term blips shouldn't deter investors from this fund.
0: Yeah, without sort of harping too much on contemporary events, Frank, I think you made the point there that, you know, energy security is going to be a big thing. Uh, and, and just to sort of hone in on what's happening this week, we have Germany's uh, going to sanction companies involved in uh, or actually put a halt, a temporary halt at least, to its new pipeline from from Russia. I mean, we, we've really got to the point there where the, the fine words about, about saving the world, curbing global warming and reducing uh, uh, reliance on hydrocarbons is actually going to bite very sharply quite soon, isn't it?
1: bite sharply and also renew the investment in in, in alternatives. You find U.S. is energy security is pretty safe with with all of its shale supplies and the fact that it's the largest 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 producer of oil I think in in the world now. But um, yeah, I, it's it's, defi- it's definitely moving where Europe obviously needs to to decouple itself from fossil fuels and and I think these kinds of markets that are looking to to promote sustainable goals in a nice package like this, maybe it's too many themes. Maybe you think that dilutes one or the other, but I think pretty good, pretty good downside protection. Yeah. You know, exciting.
3: Angus, you got anything from the selection no, point uh, of yeah, view? I had, well, a few thoughts, some from my point of view, some from, uh, some from the audience's point of view. Um, first of all, on the energy security issue versus uh, the shift to green energy, it, it, I, I guess um, to your point about fine words, Richard, the, uh, whilst, whilst the shift to green energy was desirable and uh, everybody agreed that we should be doing it, it, it kind of was perhaps slower than a lot of people wanted. But, you know, perhaps being unhooked from that supply of Russian gas could be the, the push that uh, the energy industry needs to, to really shift wholesale into into more sustainable solutions in future. So, just a thought on that. But um, I, I also was listening to Frank talking about the fund and i, and I would I, I, I guess I would raise a question mark of definition I mean the way you talked about it Frank, w- would I be buying an infrastructure strategy or a sustainable strategy here you know w- w- which is this and, 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 and Nietzsche talked about water i mean these are all these are all sort of sub themes of sustainability and and the sort of the you know, the, the ESG juggernaut that has been uh, powering through the business, uh, so, so I, I, I guess, is this an example of how all funds will evolve to be sustainable, and whether we, do, whether we talk about it as being a sustainable strategy or an infrastructure strategy is irrelevant, so that's one thought. Also, uh, when Nisha was talking about Biden's new package, it reminded me very much of Trump's infrastructure package of whatever however many years ago that was. Everybody got very excited about infrastructure then because you know they were going to replace this crumbly infrastructure in the US. Not sure that really took flight in the way people hoped. And, and, and then really onto the fund buyers. When we talk to fund selectors about this, I think they're quite conflicted around, around infrastructure because they like the idea of infrastructure and you know it fits with the hunt for yield and all of those narratives that we've been hearing for so long. If you buy an infrastructure fund of this type, you're not buying infrastructure projects as the specialist infrastructure investment firms do. You're buying the equities of firms that could benefit from infrastructure growth and investment, which isn't the same thing at all. And and, uh, I think that is where perhaps the fund selectors find themselves caught between two stools.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is, isn't the traditional understanding of what infrastructure is. I mean, what you're talking about is more the unlisted space, which is you can still access there. Ch- sorry to interrupt
3: you, go- you, but one challenge there, of course, is that it's very difficult for a lot of our professional fund buyer audience to buy into these you know, unlisted and, and, and non, non-mutual fund type structures that, that exist in that space. So totally understandable that, that, that people might think about um, infrastructure these types of equities instead. But um it, it 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 isn't the same thing.
1: Yeah no it's a different definition. I mean it's the infrastructure that provides water and that provides clean energy to consumers and, and sustainable agriculture. That is you know that that you will find listed infrastructure funds that, that are more akin to to what you're talking about, but this is very much in a different I think you're you're right. The the lines have certainly been blurred But this is probably more more the future. If you want to go out and buy a toll road, by all means, you know, go go for it. But that is certainly not what this is doing.
2: Yeah, just on that point as well, that Angus is making. um, So, you know, it's on the bond side. So if you want to go into infrastructure with impact, you know, you go on the bond side, you invest your money, you know, providing money for that project, specific project. So on the equity side, as you have mentioned, it is the companies that you're investing in that are providing you know, the tools and services to enable them to, um, you know, have these utility companies or provide the water, et cetera, and pipes and all that kind of stuff. But infrastructure in the sense as well, if you think about it, it's not just utility companies, energy companies, all this, it's all about, you know, transport, it's broadband, it's your electric grid, it's housing, you know, all of that is such a big area. But I think with this fund as well, I mean, it's got 48%, around 48% in utilities, which is, you know, just one side of infrastructure. You know, there's a a plethora of other avenues that you can invest in. So it depends on, you know, what the investor wants, you know. So if they want impact and in, in you know infrastructure kind of funds well not funds but um, having an impact it is the bond funds you want to go into really you know rather than the equity side but you know where are the gains to be had it's on the equities though
0: yeah and you've also got uh, there's a lot of discussion in Britain, anyway sorry to be, go a little parochial but about changing the capital adequacy rules for insurance companies and in which uh, people are very hopeful will uh, you know release billions of pounds to, to fund projects. And you've already got people like LNG doing this directly, not
3: not through their, their various unitised funds. Sorry, Richard, uh, just, just to add to that, that is happening across Europe as well. That's not yeah. just a UK thing. I mean, they're, they're sort of doing it in parallel.
0: Right. And they're putting money into housing, particularly housing with LNG, uh, but lots of other infrastructure projects. And just to go back to Nisha's point, this is where... You hone in on uh, particular projects rather than uh, this f- fund, and you know it is a very fine fund, uh, as you say, fr- Frank, and, and turning in good performance. Uh, but and I think to Angus's point, some of its just, you know how sustainable is Eon? I don't know. Uh, it probably it's probably got its own sustainable charter and is trying to do do that, but some of its power will not come from sustainable sources.
3: Yeah, I think one of the things I I, I guess I perhaps didn't (coughs) articulate clearly enough around that is I I think perhaps the sustainable element of this is a sign of how funds generally are going to evolve in in that sustainability is going to be baked into most sectors and asset classes in 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 a pretty significant way and that's going to be more and more the case. So whether we talk about sustainable infrastructure now or sustainable anything is 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 really just a transient thing down the road you do infrastructure at all you need to be sustainable that's that's going to be the that's going to be just written in stone
2: and also to your point angus it is about the transitioning i think many of these companies in the infrastructure world are in the point of transitioning to, you know to green energy or, you know, sustainable sources of, you know, their supplies of um, the materials that they buy, etc. But I have to come back to what's happening in Ukraine, Russia. So just, you know, listening to the news this morning about all the infrastructure that is being destroyed, well, planned to be destroyed or is at the moment, you know, the ports, etc. These will all have to be rebuilt at some point in the future. Are they going to be looking at the cheaper solution? to rebuild all this or are they going to be looking at the sustainable su- solutions you know that's the question I have it's like where are they going to go
0: right uh, it all adds up to a lot of money I, I was with fund managers from another company last week and they were saying five trillion a year I don't know if anyone else has heard estimates of that five trillion dollars a year I should say uh, and that's just to get us to net zero let alone repair you know build the roads that need to, repair the roads that need to be repaired and, and rebuild war torn countries such as such as Ukraine.
1: Yeah, I think I think I think they sound like uh, lofty targets that we'll fall short of. I mean that's not certainly what what's been promised to be spent. Um but yeah, that's that's part of the reason we're gonna we're gonna miss that target.
0: Well we all need targets uh to have <laughs> got to have something to aim for, I think. So uh Frank, many thanks for that discourse on Mr. O'Halloran's KBI Global Sustainable Infrastructure Fund, which is hopefully both sustainable and getting the infrastructure bit right. Uh, And on that note, I will sign off. and Thank you, Frank, and thank you, Nisha and Angus as well. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks uh, with the next edition of the CityWire Ratings Radar Show.